from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Joe, this is out today. Actually, will be back Monday. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. Will your voice be back Monday? Mm, hoping by tomorrow. Okay. Seems unlikely, though. Um, now's the time on this program where you have questions. All real, by the way. And I have answers. It's called Hey Joe. Joe cracked the door. All right, first question here, Joe, comes from Josh Allen's mom, actually. Wow. Hey, Joe, can you please get off the Bills Mafia bandwagon? I need to decide what's in the best interest of my guy, Naheem Hines. Okay. Because Naheem, Garner, NC State is my guy. He got traded from the Colts to the Bills. I got excited. Yeah. I went to Wegmans. I bought a Bills sweatshirt. There you did. I was ready. Since then, they've lost to the Jets, and their prize quarterback has an elbow injury. Mm-hmm. He's day-to-day, not only an elbow injury, the elbow injury. Right elbow. Josh Allen is now day-to-day, the owner collateral ligament. Oof. Cox. Mm. He might play on Sunday. I don't know if this is something that rest will help because they have a perfectly acceptable backup in Casey Keenum. They do. But what do you do? It's his right elbow. Kind of needs that. He had a UCL injury back in 2018 where he missed four games. So this is not something that's new. I don't know. It depends. It's, it doesn't sound like there's a tear of the UCL because a lot of people don't realize that the UCL is generally the ligament that's torn that requires Tommy John surgery. Right which is what you don't want to have happen because there's no guarantee coming back from Tommy John. Right. But if it's just a stretch of the ligament, okay, then maybe rest is a good thing. It, it seems like from the MRI that there is no tear. It's probably more like a grade one, which is more of a, just a stretch. By the way, the Bills' Super Bowl odds remain plus 284. That's preposterous. If the Bills finally win the Super Bowl, you should get a better payout. Yeah. Than, than basically three to one. Now, my question is, to get off the Bills Mafia bandwagon, do you have to go back through a table? Because usually going through a table means you got on I mean, the bandwagon. Yeah. Does this mean we have to put you through a table? Because Chris Lee and I can dress up as the Dudley Boys once again. We can put you through a table. We can give you a 3D, sir. The thing is, I'm willing to do what's best for Naheem. Okay. If you're saying get off the bandwagon, I will. All right. I mean, I'll, I'll contact Chris. I'll tell him to get the tables. <laughs> I haven't gone through the table yet, though. Oh, no. But that might be the only way. That's all I'm saying. I know. I will consult uh, with the Mafia um, members in my neighborhood. Okay. There are some Bills fans in my neighborhood, so I'll, I'll see what they want me to do. Next. Yeah! All right, this next one comes uh, from an anonymous person. Hey, Joe, I don't have ESPN+. Plus. No, that's the person. Oh, that's the person who did. Oh, so this comes from I don't have ESPN Plus. Oh, that's the burner account. Okay. From I don't have ESPN Plus. Hey, Joe, how did NC State hoops look on Tuesday? So I went to the state game. Uh, I guess it was Monday. My days are off, right? Yes. They beat Austin P. Yes. Coached by Nate James. And I know people were worried about NC State because they were bad last year. Let's really not mince words. They were bad. 12-point favorites. They won by 49. 
99.50. And I'll tell you what. I, I've always had faith in Levi Watkins, who was assist, former player at State, former assistant at State, had worked at um, Arizona State with Bobby Hurley, worked at Ole Miss with Kermit Jones, and I thought one of the great moves that Kevin Keats made this offseason was going and getting Levi Watkins, bringing him back here. In the day of the portal, mm-hmm. in NIL money, you don't just get Levi Watkins. You get the point guard from Ole Miss last year, Jarkel Joyner. I thought he was really good. Uh, he's probably not going to make every shot he takes the whole season, which he did on Monday night with 6-for-6 six six, uh, from, from two-point range. 18 points. He gives them somebody else who can score, though. Uh, Terquavion Smith, obviously the star of that team, 26 points. Jack Clark's a kid they got from LaSalle, who I think not as big as I thought he would be. Maybe not even as big as they list him as. Um, versatile guy. Useful guy. Hustler. Rebounds. Good team guy. Like the way he plays. The big dog. DJ Burns. I don't know if you saw any of the Gamecocks. I did not. Big big, big DJ's three bills. He obviously needs to get in better shape. But he can flat out stroke. Like, stroke. He can make... He can knock down some shots. He scored 10 points in the game. They were all jumpers. All of them. There were no bunnies. All jumpers. And all smooth. His 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 energy, stamina is going to be a question. Love the addition, though. I liked how Kevin used him, too, as the second unit guy. Because uh, Maharsic, kid from Utah, was the big who started. Setting screens. Hey. Long story short, NC State's going to be better than they were last year. That's a low bar. Yeah. Um, but I do like Joyner complimenting Smith, and I think Jack Clark is a guy who's got some upside for them. Don't don't buy your Final Four tickets yet, um, but I do think they can be an NCAA tournament team. Okay. I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one time with teachers with class sizes like about 16 her teacher, you can really get that one-on-one help a lot of students need. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. Next. All right, this one comes from Doc Brown. Hey, Joe, would you be more interested in a four-team playoff this year or a 12-team playoff? All right, let's just use the rankings from last night. A four-team playoff would be Georgia against TCU. No, thank you. Ohio State versus Michigan. No, thank you. A 12-team playoff, which would be the top six-rated conference champions. And remember, Dennis, only the conference champions are eligible to be in the top four seeds. Yes, only conference champs get a bye. So we would have Georgia, Ohio State, TCU, Oregon based on the highest rated team right now Mm -hmm. one through four okay how does usc alabama hit you at eight nine sounds pretty good oh yeah how does lsu clemson hit you there you go battle of death valley Hmm? i mean we're sitting here arguing or at least i am hey man clemson beat florida state give him a little respect because lsu didn't beat florida state no well you could sit here and have him play why not yeah i'm in 
Uh, the group of five team would be Tulane. They would be the, the last seed. They'd be the 12. They would play Michigan. This would set up a possible semi, uh, excuse me, a possible quarterfinals of Georgia, USC, Alabama winner, Oregon, Michigan, Ohio State, LSU, Clemp winner, and Tennessee, TCU. Those would be the quarters. Yeah. On campus. Listen, college football has a complicated history. They used to crown the national champion before the bowl games. Yeah. I'm talking into the 1960s, okay? I'm not talking like back in the in the the tens and the twenties here. There were TVs around during this time. Correct. Yeah. So that we went from crowning a champion, including 1953 Maryland, the first year of the ACC national champions. They lost in their bowl game. Didn't matter. They were still national champions. So we went from that to then voting after the bowl games. But the bowl games were very specific matchups where we never really got number one versus number two. Never mind. I mean, there were times we'd get number one versus number 10. So we eventually got to the BCS where at least we got the number one versus number two. And then now we've graduated to this 14 playoff. And I'm not going to sit here and argue with you that I think... Tulane's going to win the national championship. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you that, you know, a two-loss Alabama even deserves to win the national championship. But what I will argue about the 12-team format, you're bringing more teams, more fans into the tent. Right now, you have a tent over the southeastern portion of this country and a tent in Columbus, Ohio. That's it. Everybody out west, you've basically blocked out of this thing. Now, they've done a lot of that to themselves. Please don't get me wrong. Yeah. Okay? I'm not suggesting that we just invite conference champions for the sake of inviting conference champions. What I'm saying, though, is you expand the playoff to expand interest in your sport. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's a very regional sport. This 12-team format is not going to work every year. Just like when we've had years where you're like, okay, who the heck is even the fourth team? Like, you're stretching to get the four. But I think the advantage of 12 is it expands. This is going to blow some people's mind. It it expands the value of the regular season. Yeah. Because the conference races then actually have meaning. For example, UNC 15, NC State 16. The winner of that, that carries weight now. Especially if you're looking at in the future with the ACC where the top two teams are going to a conference championship as opposed to divisional champions. So, yeah, there's more weight and more at stake in that game. Which, shout shout out to the uh, Pac-12. They're doing that this year. So, they might actually get a team to sneak in there this year based on that. That they're, they're It's just going to be their top two teams. Keep in mind, USC and Oregon don't play during the regular season. So... This is the OG. Those were your all real questions. Yeah, man. Don't you know I don't have ESPN Plus? That's a real person on Twitter. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I really didn't know that. And Josh Allen's mom shouts to her out in Wyoming somewhere. That was, that was really nice. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th. 
Welcome to our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. More great news for Cary commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away it's the og i'm joe Giulio. we're gonna check in with paul biancardi from espn talk a little recruiting here in a second but first college football playoff rankings came out last night we have a new top four and lsu is really kind of moving up with a bullet nc state athletic director boo corgan is the head of the selection committee for the college football playoff this is what he had to say about lsu and you're looking at, you know, at LSU, and you know, obviously we had a lot of respect for him last week, in, in yep. putting him at ten um, last week with the win over uh, Mississippi and the win over Mississippi State. You know, the, the the loss to Florida State early in the year, right, and then the the, the run in with Tennessee. But you know, as you look at the last couple of games, and, and to see Jaden Daniels and the improvement that he's had, um, and, and Coach Kelly. And the job they've had, you know, kind of coming together and continuing to grow, you know, it's it, it's a robust discussion, you know, the, the entire time we're in there. That's Boo Corgan. We know him here as the athletic director at NC State, but he's also the head of the college football playoff selection committee. Oregon comes in at number seven. They have two losses. They're ahead of USC with one loss. They're ahead of Clemson with one loss. I found that to be curious that they were willing to jump. A two-loss team over one-loss teams, but they weren't willing to jump one-loss teams over no-loss teams. So the playoffs started in the 2014 season. We've had 12 Power 5 teams who have finished the regular season unbeaten. All 12 of those Power 5 teams have made the college football playoff. You look at the rankings last night, Georgia number one, Ohio State number two, Michigan number three, TCU number four. Those are the four unbeaten Power Five teams. Basically, the committee is taking the easy way out here. I would love to see them challenged a little bit in terms of specifically Michigan and their awful schedule. But as Joe Ovius likes to say, this is made for TV. And normally these situations play themselves out. We'll see how they play themselves out this year. Joining me now. On the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, it's Paul Biancardi, ESPN. How are you today, Paul? How you doing, Joe? I am well. I, I hope you are. It's a little bit of a holiday for you and for our listeners yeah. who follow recruiting. Yeah, it's a great time to uh, be a recruit or an analyst. So I was told when Mike Krzyzewski retired that Duke wasn't going to be able to recruit basketball players anymore. Was I told wrong? Yeah, somebody gave you some bad advice. Ah, okay. Duke has always recruited well. I mean, you know, once Coach K got it started with that class with Johnny Dawkins and Jay Billis and Mark Allery uh, back in the 80s, uh, they've recruited at such a high level 
And, and when I look at the recruiting classes over the years, the last decade or so I've been doing this for ESPN, uh, they, you know, they've had the number one class, you know, six times. That, that's hard to do. Paul Biancardi, ESPN, joining us here on the Easter Automotive Group Hotline. Which players from this Duke class kind of jump out at you here, Paul? You mean the freshman class right now? Or no, the no, no, no. Coming in next the year? one coming in next year, the ones who have either signed today or committed. Yeah, the ones next year. I mean, it, it's a group of quality and quantity, and I love the way this group plays the game, meaning, like, these guys are team players, but they're stars, and, and, but, it, but they have a team aspect to them. For me, Caleb Foster, uh, North Carolina kid who's now playing his basketball out west, he's going to be one of the best shooters coming in as a freshman. And his, his running mate, Jared McCain, is going to be right with him. That's going to be a, a dynamic backcourt. It's going to take a little bit for those guys to, you know, establish themselves in ACC competition, but two five-star guys. And, and Sean Stewart, you're going to fall in love with Sean Stewart. His dad, Mike Stewart, played in the NBA. But Sean Stewart just absolutely gobbles up rebounds and defends, and he's a great athlete. Mackenzie Mbako is a 6'8 shooter. TJ Power is a 6'9 shooter. So they have a little bit of everything coming in next year. It's, it's the number one class in the nation right now. Now, would you attribute that to the way that Mike Krzyzewski set up this succession with John Shire? Because, quite frankly, Paul, in this program, I was very critical last year uh, of Mike Krzyzewski and, and the farewell tour. But it does seem like yep. he had a he had a plan. All coaches have a plan, Jeff. They they may not act like it, but they all know what they're doing. <laughs> um, and uh, so I, I think Coach K wanted to, and rightfully so, he should go out his way on his terms. Uh, Coach Roy Williams decided just to call it quits. I think it was like late April when he did it. April first. Coach K decided, yeah, and Coach yeah. K, uh, you know, wanted to have that year and. I'm, I'm thankful we had him for another year in college basketball. I really am. Uh, but he also probably really thought out the transition about, you know, letting John be on the bench, seeing the, the way that Coach K coaches, getting to know the players for the ones that were coming back a little bit better, and, and letting him recruit as an assistant coach, knowing he's going to be the head coach. And I know Coach K did this for a fact, that he talked to a lot of the recruits, all of them, to help recruit them to to Duke. So I, I think he was a, a big hand in it with the class that's there right now, Derek Whitehead, uh, Derek Lively, uh, Mark Mitchell. And I think John Shire and his staff with Chris Carrowell and company, I think they've really did this class, you know, by themselves. Paul Biancardi, ESPN's National Recruiting Director, joining us here on the Easter Automotive Group Hotline. And I want to ask you about North Carolina, Paul, but my brain hurts right now. Um, I'm 47 years old. I, I think you're in my, in my general neighborhood, right? Uh, I'm in the neighborhood. Okay. My, the DJ Wagner can't possibly be Milt Wagner's grandkid. He is. Oh, no. Yep. I, I mean, I, I, grandkid. I figured his dad was, was Dwani, but oh, no. Yeah. Paul, no. I can handle kids, not grandkids. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Well, let's just say that uh, let's say Milt, you know, had had Wani, Dewan probably early, and right. you know, it, it passed that down. So okay, Milt Wagner, Milt Wagner's a young grandfather. Let's say that all Jersey guys, though, man, that Jersey pipeline. W- where is DJ going to end up? I, I gotta feel like this is a Louisville and, and Kentucky fight. Yeah, this is a Louisville and Kentucky horse race. No pun intended. Uh, it's going to come down to the final hour. 
I think DJ Wagner is getting closer to a decision. If I had to have a lean right now or a favorite, I'm, I'm going to go with Kentucky. But this thing has been like a pendulum, Joe. It's went back and forth uh, ever since Kenny Payne got the job uh, because Kenny's very close to uh, the Wagner family. And, and John Calipari obviously coached DJ's dad at Memphis. Memphis so yeah. a lot, lot going on here. But I'll give you a little nugget. Uh, DJ's uh, brother is is on as a walk-on at Kentucky, and, and, and that could be a factor at the end. Paul Biancarni, ESPN's National Recruiting Director, joining us here on the OG on the Easter Automotive Group Island. All right, let's get to the Tar Heels, Paul. Uh, I know their prize from this class is actually playing for South Carolina right now in Gigi Jackson, but uh, Simon Wilcher, I know they're excited about the point guard from New Jersey. Yeah, he's big for a point guard. He's 6'4 plus, very athletic. He's a downhill attacking player, you know, those players that North Carolina loves in the transition game. He can go coast-to-coast with the ball, off the glass. He'll finish. He'll find people. Much improved shooter. I mean, he's he's a top-20 player in the class, and he's battle-tested up there in New Jersey, as you well know. Um, you know, playing a, a level of basketball at Roselle Catholic, uh, they play at the highest level. They play Camden all the time and D.J. Wagner. So, uh, Wiltshire's going to be a, a great addition for the Tar Heels. Paul Biancardi, ESPN's National Recruiting Director, joining us here. And, Paul, this class, I'm just going to go uh, off of a guess here. There's no Victor Wimbanyama in this class. There's no Scoot Henderson in this class. But do you see some of those guys maybe even, you know, foregoing the college game and maybe following Scoot to that to the G League route? You know, I, I don't know if anybody's going to, you know, copy somebody else. Everybody's doing now what's, you know, in their best interest, whether it's financially or professionally, like what's the best way to get to where I want to go. It's, you know, college is a proven game for, for the draft. Uh, the G League has put some guys in the draft. And Overtime Elite now is a player on that. But I think when you're looking at this draft coming up, you've got Victor Wimbanyama. I mean, he's, he, he is generational. Some people say they're unicorns. They may be. Uh, this guy's generational because he's not only uh, a prospect, meaning that with, with high upside, he's a player right now. You know, sometimes in the draft, you're drafting for upside and you're hoping you're going to get it down the line. Uh, this guy here does it right now. Scoot Henderson, same thing. He, he's both. He's a prospect and a player. And, and then after that, I think you're looking at, you know, Eamon Thompson, who's with Overtime Elite. I think he's a guy who's going to come up three on a lot of people's draft boards. So I, I think that's right now, as of today, that's one, two, and three. But I'll tell you what, NBA teams don't have mock drafts like in November, right? right? They don't they don't know what they don't know yet. Right. They haven't seen these college guys play, and they don't know, you know, who may decide to graduate early from the high school game, you know, go to college and be eligible for the draft. So th- there's a lot of unknowns out there right now. Paul Biancardi, it's a busy time of the year for you. I appreciate you taking some time for us today and enjoy the, the high school and, and college basketball seasons. All right, thanks for having me. I chose William Peace because of the personalized education it offers, which allows students to truly know their professors. It's really possible to make genuine connections with your professors and learn intentionally here and dive deep into what you're passionate about. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu.